he's a good God, you can do better than that. If he's a great God, you can do better than that. If he's been good to you, you can... Joe done started something. I can only testify for myself that he's been a good God.
Jesus, can you holler one time like you're glad about it? Come on, I want you to holler like you know at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow 
every tongue shall confess. Come on, cancer has to bow. Depression has to bow. Every sickness has to bow. Now holler one time like you know his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you this morning for that name. We thank you that it heals every ill, breaks every yoke, destroys every burden, breaks every chain, lifts every bow down head, renews joy, restores strength, makes ways, opens doors. We thank you for the privilege of preaching today. We thank you for this vessel of this house that you have given another year of life. We thank you for this church that you are still yet standing tall in. Now bless your servant today. Grant unto me an unusual anointing. And God, let what we feel on the scene be felt through the screen for everybody that's watching. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, before you take your seats, would you help me applaud and appreciate the birthday boy, my brother, my best friend in the entire world. Come on, let's scream for Dr. Jamal Harrison Bryant. Come on, y'all make some noise in here for my boy. Come on, if you're glad to be a part of this church and under his leadership, can y'all holler like you really mean it in here? <laughs> you may take your seats in the presence of our God to new birth on this another year's journey and anniversary. I cannot even mention another year of anniversary and new birth without remembering that great general who peeps over the balcony of heaven, Bishop Eddie Long, and for all that he meant that's done for the kingdom of God so we salute him there is only one Jamal Harrison Bryant God broke the mold he is the voice for the generations of the now I don't say that just because he's my brother I say it because it's the truth God has uniquely gifted and blessed him not only with a word but with a boldness that most preachers don't have. He stands for his people and I am so excited that we are brothers. My family, my wife loves him. My children think their uncle Jamal walks on water and uh, my parents love him. His mother thinks I'm her son she loves me more than she loves him. <laughs> and so I just love him dearly. I'm so glad uh, to see his daughter here today who sounds just like him, Minister Topaz. I'm talking about anointed and blessed. And one of my sons, Jewel Johnson, who is now in Atlanta, and I'm licensing him in a few weeks. Jewel is here. He's working with Khalees, and I'm just honored at his presence today. Zaccardi is uh, just Zaccardi. Jesus Christ. Did he bless us in this place 
Lord have mercy. Broderick, thank God you didn't try to imitate me. So bless God for you. That's my friend and my brother, Jonathan and Tiffany. Always good to see them. And uh, rejoice to Lottie Dottie and everybody. Listen, if you've got your Bible app or a copy of the Word of the Lord, go with me to the Gospel of Luke in chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Mr. Soundman, you got me right. I'm good to go. If you would stand with me, if you don't mind, to honor the Word of God. Your pastor looks good in all that green over there, doesn't he? I guess he forgot to buy me one when he went to the store. He just, he missed me this morning. Luke 17, and I want to begin reading at verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Well, the other nine, has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of our God. I want to preach this morning as the Spirit shall guide with this thought in our minds. I dare you to be desperate. I, I dare you. To be desperate. I read a quote in a book that I was reading some time ago that has stuck with me. That quote says that your purpose in life requires freedom, not perfection. To walk in purpose, to walk in destiny, to live a life that God designed you to live does not require you to be perfect, but it does require you to be free. That you don't have to be perfect to walk in purpose. You don't have to be perfect to go after goals and dreams and aspirations, but you do have to have freedom. You, you don't have to be perfect to walk in desperate, ridiculous faith, but you need to walk in Freedom. What do I mean by that? That you will have issues, you will have challenges, you will have difficulties as you seek to live life, but you have to learn how to be free in your imperfections so that you don't allow what's imperfect about you to stop you. That you know who you are, scars and all. <laughs> And yet you pursue purpose and operate on a level of crazy faith, even with a proper perspective on the lack of your perfection. This freedom means that you get to a point where you say, I refuse to let what's not perfect about me keep me from being me and pursuing my destiny. We, we see this happening in this story right here. It's a story of faith that fights against flaws. It's 
the story of some men who have purposed something when they have nothing. It's the story of purpose of persons with imperfections that they don't allow to label or limit them. It's about a level of faith that knows how to take dominion over a situation in spite of every difficulty trying to hinder you. They've got leprosy and in that day if you had leprosy the only thing you were supposed to yell when you were in the proximity or company of other people was unclean unclean whenever you were coming close to somebody or whenever somebody was coming close to you whenever somebody was getting in your space you had to yell unclean because that was your way of letting people in your proximity know that somebody was near them that had the potential to contaminate them. Whenever somebody was coming close, whenever you were coming close to somebody, it was the law, it was the rule that you warned people that if they got too close to you, they might get what's on you. So you had to yell, unclean. The problem I have with that, Dr. Bryant, is to yell unclean means that I come into agreement with your assessment of who you say I am. For me to yell unclean means that I have allowed you to determine the value of who I am. Y'all didn't get it. You didn't yell unclean about me, but you told me I was unclean and then told me that I had to yell who you told me I am based upon your definition of my value because of what you think about my condition in life. You didn't see me and call me a name but you told me my name and then told me to call myself by the name you labeled me with based upon who you think I am so you label me and then tell me to agree with you about the label Jesus and then once you label me you audaciously deliver to me the parameters and boundaries that I have to live by without trying to be anything other than what the label says I am now what you need to understand about labels is that labels are the design of people who need to control you by limiting you y'all gonna let me preach you decide the do's and don'ts you decide the can and can'ts of my life and then you labeled me and expected me to act accordingly label divorcee label single label ex-convict label uneducated label mentally challenged label deranged label criminal label thug label gangbanger label poor label poverty stricken label alcoholic label dropout label teenage mother label teenage father but I came by new birth today to teach somebody how to operate on such a level of desperate faith that you can say I'm living above your labels I'm learning to live beyond what you call me because it's not who you say I am but it's who God says I am through Jesus Christ is there anybody in new birth who can say I heard the labels but I'm in church today because I'm living above 
Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. You, I, I refuse to be labeled or limited by your definition. I will not allow what you feel about my flaws to determine what I feel about my future. Uh, Y'all ain't happy. I'll come back in five minutes. I, I refuse to let what you think about my flaws to determine what I think about my future. Y'all ain't happy. I'll be back in ten minutes. I refuse to let what you think about my flaws to determine what I think about my as a matter of fact I refuse to think so little of me and so much of you that I feel the need to wait for your validation for me to be happy the devil is a liar I'll never think so much of you and so little of me that I let you tell me who I am As a matter of fact, I bet not do this. As a matter of fact, the strong person you see in me is the result of all I did to boldly overcome everything and everybody that tried to come over me. Would you look at somebody and tell them there's a strength behind my struggle. There's a story behind my strength. And there's a strength behind my strength. I came looking for the desperate folk today. I didn't come for all y'all. I came for the desperate people today. I didn't come for the bougie folk. I, I didn't come for the bad and bougie raindrop drop top. I came for the desperate folk today who can say I'm desperate enough in my faith to go get everything God has for me. I'm desperate enough in my faith to be everything God called me to be. I'm desperate enough in my faith to go everywhere God called me to go. As a matter of fact, tell your neighbor, you better move because I'm desperate enough to shout where I am, to run where I am, to jump where I am. I'm desperate. Where are my desperate people at? Where are my desperate people? Where are my desperate? Just throw your head back and yell, I'm desperate. Desperate for a miracle. Desperate for a breakthrough. Desperate for a healing. Desperate for a deliverance. Desperate for an open door. I dare you to get desperate. Now let me help you. Let me help you, y'all. Y'all sit down. Let me help you. Um, um, it's it's not just enough to be desperate, okay? Because desperate people overdose. Desperate people commit suicide. Desperate people make crazy decisions. But desperation married to faith. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said desperation married to faith creates a different kind of boldness. Desperate people with faith do stuff like break barriers, break rules, ignore opinions, tear roofs off, go through crowds. Is there anybody in here that can say I'm desperate for me? Okay, let me... 
Let me show you. Let me show you what happens when you when you're desperate. Let me show you. Let me show they um, when, when you're desperate, ah, you operate in a faith that overcomes your condition through your conversation. Okay, I'm going to show it to you. I promise you. I'm going to show it to you. Um, Jesus is on his way um, to down the cross of Calvary. And he encounters these lepers that should yell, unclean! Jesus. But when you read the text, <laughs> they don't yell unclean. <laughs> they yell, have mercy. Okay. Okay. Come here. Come here. Um, what they're supposed to say based on who they are is unclean, Jesus. But they don't say what they're supposed to say. They say what they used to say before they met Jesus. Y'all didn't get it. But what shifted the way they talked was that they were in the presence of the one who could change their situation. Because when you meet Jesus, your language ought to change. You ought not talk the way you used to talk. You ought not say the things you used to say. But now that you've met Jesus, you ought to be crying, have mercy. See, here's what I'm trying to tell you. Some, something ought to be different about the way you talk. That faith changes the tone of your conversation. Yeah. That faith and breakthrough are connected to your mouth. Because what you say sets the stage for what you can have. Y'all ain't talking to me. Let me say it one more time. What you say, help me find them, Jesus, sets the stage for what you can have. What, what you say, yes, has the power to make the supernatural happen on your behalf. Can I talk to y'all? Sometimes you are not stuck in a situation because of the situation, but maybe you're still stuck in the situation because of what you're saying while you're in the situation. Maybe the problem ain't your mess, it's your mouth. Maybe the problem ain't your condition, it's your conversation. Maybe the problem ain't what's going on in your life, it's your language. Maybe it ain't what they say about you. Maybe it's what you're saying about yourself. Maybe it's not what they call you. Maybe it's what you're calling yourself. you got to change the way you talk. You, you, you keep speaking in agreement with your condition. I, uh, yesterday, y'all sit down, yesterday, um, I make a confession. Um, I have a cologne addiction, and it's your pastor's fault. And so when I looked out my window, I noticed I was right across the street from Saks Fifth Avenue. Mm -hmm. Judge me, I don't care. And uh, I went over there because there's a cologne that you can only get in Saks, Jamal. And when I went over to the cologne, to this section, they didn't have the little papers you could spray it on. So I wanted to spray this new fragrance in this line. And there was this French woman 
Who said, well, you know, that's not the best way to get it on you. I said, what you mean? I said, normally you spread on the little thing and put your fingers in the coffee bean if you're going to try another. She said, oh, no. She said, that's the way you Americans do it. She said, the best way to get it on you is to spray it in the air and then walk into it. Come here. That's what you got to do with your language. You got to spray it in the air and then walk into it. Dead free. Heal. Set free. Delivered. Dead free. Millionaire. I dare somebody to get up and spray it in the air and then walk into it. God told me to tell new birth today. Spray it in the air. Speak it in the air and then walk. As a matter of fact, get out your seat right now and just start walking. And when your neighbor say, where you going? Tell him it's on me and I got to walk in it. Business owner is on me. Debt free is on me. Millionaire is on me. Cancer free is on me. Homeowner is on me. President is on me. I'm spraying it. I better not do this as a matter of fact. You ought to look at your neighbor and tell him you look like you ain't got it. So let me spray some over you because I'm so anointed. The next shout I give is not for me, but it's for my neighbor that they will walk. Y'all got some more spray left? Spray some for your children. Spray some for your grandchildren. Spray some for your nieces and nephews. And tell them, whoa! All right, all right, sit down, sit down, sit down. So, so, so they, they change their conversation. They don't yell unclean, they yell have mercy. Then Jesus does something very strange. Um, Jesus does something very strange that teaches us the next thing you have to do. And that is, you have to have a faith that knows how to be obedient even when the reasons aren't obvious. Okay, watch this. Um, Jesus said to them, okay, because they said, Master, <laughs> have mercy on us. So Jesus said, okay, I'm going to see if y'all like the other church folk who use language to manipulate a blessing or do you really mean what you said? Since you called me master, let me see if you'll let me be master. Because ah! now that you've spoken your faith, Jesus said, I need to see a demonstration. Because ah! faith without works. Somebody help me preach. So, so Jesus said, since y'all call me master, go show yourself to the priests. Because it was in line with the Mosaic law um, that the only way 
to re-enter into the normal flow of society and be equal to everybody else was to be given the stamp of approval by a priest who validated that your healing had happened. Now, y'all missed the shout. Because if y'all had gotten it, I may have gave y'all 11 minutes back because y'all have tore this place up. Let me say it one more time. Let me say it again. Because if you had gotten what I said, not only would you get the shout, you'd get the problem in the text. You went to the priest because by law, only the priest could validate that you had been healed and give you the green light to re-enter into society, y'all. Uh, um, you, 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 you didn't go to the priest to be healed. You went to the priest after you had been healed in order for the priest to confirm that you had been healed. Here is the problem. Jesus, Jamal, doesn't declare them healed. He doesn't heal them and then say, go show yourself to the priest. All Jesus said was, go show yourself to the priest. Y'all ain't got it yet. You don't go to the priest until you've been healed, Jesus. For the priest to confirm that you are healed. Yeah. Jesus tells them to do the second step as if the first step had already been done when it had not. I'm going to tear this place up. He tells them to do what they would do after they are healed as if they are already here. Y'all didn't get it because desperate faith will act like it's already done and you still waiting on God to do it. Desperate faith will follow instructions even when y'all ain't got it yet because if you got it some of y'all would be praising and you still waiting on it. You Okay, let me, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna come get you. Um, my favorite movie is Bad Boys. The first one. You know, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? And uh, they were chasing this criminal named Boudreaux. And uh, at the end of the movie, they're at the Miami airport. And they got Boudreaux and all his boys. And uh, Will Smith has been um, shot so he can't drive. And so Martin is driving, who don't know how to drive? And Boudreaux is in front of them, who they're trying to arrest. And Martin is driving. And as Martin is driving, he starts saying, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say will and use be, will be used against you in the court of law. And Will Smith knows that you don't read rights till after you arrest them. But Martin is reading rights like he's already got him. And Will Smith said, what you doing? Martin said, I'm just getting it out the way. Come here. Some of y'all need to get it out the way real quick and just say, I don't have it yet, but I'm a shout like I already got it. I don't see it yet but I'm a holler like it's already done I need you to get it out the way your child is delivered your child is set free your husband is delivered your family is saved your bills are cancelled your debt is cancelled your money is exploding your job is multiplying go on and get it out the way don't wait till the battle's over but go ahead and get it out Look at somebody, I'm 
I'm just getting it out the way. Go on and holler like you already got it. Scream like you already got it. Jump like you already got it. Act like it's all. Y'all ain't getting it out the way. Get it out the way for your children. Get it out the way for your family. Get it out the way for your healing. Get it out the way for your deliverance. I'm just getting it out. Woo. I feel the Holy Ghost. See, I've come to discover y'all. When you do the ridiculous, God will do the miraculous. When you act a fool, God will give you favor. When you start to God run, God will give you a release. When you start to jump, God will give you joy. When you start to praise, He'll get rid of your problem. You just got to get it out the way. I don't know who this was for, but God told me to tell somebody, a run is in your feet right now. And run! And you ain't even got the blessing yet. Run! I see the runner right there. And just get it out of the way. service but we ain't gonna wait till it's full we gonna shout right now and get it out the way the sanctuary is full every family is saved ministry is exploding now praise Come on, get it out the way. I feel glory falling. Get it out the way. I feel glory falling. Get it out the way. I feel. Get it out the way. I'm coming, Holy Ghost. I'm coming, Holy Ghost. I'm coming, Holy Ghost. So. So the question, watch this. Jonathan, here's what's deep. Because the text says, and as they went, as they went, as they were doing what they should do after, like they already got it. As they went, y'all don't even know what happened. What you didn't realize is, whatever you were praising for, God said it's already happened. Y'all didn't get it. As they went, whoop, as they were going, whoop, somewhere between here and there, somewhere between now and then, before you get to the doctor, the tumor gonna shrink. Before you get to the bank, the loan is approved. Somewhere! Between here and there, between now and then, 
before you get there, God said, as you were running, as you were screaming, as you were shouting, I released your miracle. I released your angels. I began to work it. So, All right. So. So. So the text says, one, as they went, let me go old school, said I, I looked at my hands, and my hands looked new. <laughs> looked at my feet, and my feet looked new, and he, he turned back and went to Jesus. Uh, and uh, Jesus said, wait a minute. Weren't there 10? Homeboy said, yeah. Where are the other nine? Are you the only one that came back to say thank you? And Jamal, the text never answers explicitly where the other nine are, but it does implicitly. Because to go show yourself to the priest means you got to go to the temple. So the other nine who did not come back to say thank you were at church. Which means 90% of the folk that get healed never tell him thank you. And they in church. But this one was a Samaritan, which means he knows he didn't deserve it. See, folk who think they entitled to it don't know how to give God praise. But when you know how jacked up your life has been, when you know how messed up your choices have been, and the Lord delivers you anyhow, you got to go back and tell God, I'm looking for the ride or die folk now. I'm looking for the real folk now who can say, I know I didn't deserve this. So I ain't going to sit here and act cute and sophisticated. I'm going to tell God, thank you. All right. So, um, it's, it's very interesting. I did all of that just to get to this right here to say about your pastor and to say about new birth. The scripture says this one comes back and cries with a loud voice. There's never a waste for words in the Bible. Um, you heard on, on the intro on video that I was a music major. I was an opera major. So everything there is to know about the voice, I know. One of the things you will learn if you do a study on leprosy is that it doesn't just affect your skin, it affects your vocal cords. Hmm. It affects your vocal cords in such a way that you no longer have the verbosity of your vocality. You can't be loud when, when you have leprosy. All you got is a whisper. Which is why it took 10 of them to say have mercy. Because my problem took my voice.
because I didn't have enough voice to holler on my own. My leprosy took my voice. I didn't have the strength. That divorce took your voice. That abuse took your voice. That molestation took your voice. COVID took your voice. That rape took your voice. That insecurity took your voice. No birth went through something. And the world thought no birth lost her voice. People put my brother through stuff because they tried to take his voice. They slandered him in newspapers trying to take his voice. They lied on him on blogs trying to take his voice. There's some of you in here you've been whispering so long that you've gotten used to having no voice so you've needed people to help you because you had no voice but then one day you met Jesus and now what you needed other folk to do for you you've learned to do for yourself and do you know why because you got your voice back I'm looking for the people in new birth today who can holler I got my voice back new birth you got your voice back Jamal Bryant got his voice back some spouse got your voice back now I need you to holler in this place I got my voice back I got my voice back I can do it for myself I can work for myself I can buy the house for myself I can drive the car for myself I can put myself to sleep I got my voice I need somebody to show the devil that after everything he did to you you got your voice back now open up your mouth because the power of life and death it is in your voice let the redeemed of the Lord open up your mouth cause you got your come on holler like you got it back I got my joy back I got my peace back I got my mind back I got me back I got my smile back I got my home back I got my child back I got my marriage back I got my voice look at three people and tell them I'm back I'm back I'm back what the devil meant for evil God turned it for my good for years I had to have help but now I can do it for myself put your hands on your throat and say speak holler scream now shout for joy and victory on Zion like you got your
Your whispering days are over. Your whispering days are over. Your needy days are over. Your dependent days are over. Your thirsty days are over. You got your... As a matter of fact, I need one person on every row to be the voice captain. And I want you to yell for everybody on your row that they gonna walk out of here today with their voice back. Now, come on, holler, holler, got it back, got it back, got it back. 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 It's stronger than ever. It's bolder than ever. It's deeper than ever. It's more anointed than ever. It's more spiritual than ever. I got my voice. Get it back. 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 You used to need somebody to help you praise him. You used to need the praise team or Pastor Bryant. You, you used to need somebody high-fiving you, but the devil made one mistake. He should have killed you before you got your voice back. But now that you got your voice back, you can holler for yourself. You can praise for yourself. You can lift it for yourself. My whispering days are over. I got my... Come on, holler through your tears. Holler through your pain. Holler with expectation. Holler with victory. Holler with desperation. Holler with faith. Holler with expectation. I got my... I speak to some single mother. If that Negro don't give you no child support, that's all right. You got your voice back. And you're going to raise that child all by yourself. Who am I talking to in here? You raising that child all by yourself. And the reason your child is successful is because you got your voice back. The reason they are after him so bad
The reason every blogger goes after him is because they thought they had him to a whisper. And now all of a sudden, he's on every scene. And it ain't because he wants to be seen. He's on every scene because when they thought they had him to a whisper, God gave him his voice back. And I need you to holler in this place for a pastor who's got his voice. New birth has always been known for worship. You've always been known for the mystical visiting of the Holy Spirit. But then some days hit you and everybody said, y'all are nothing but a whisper. But now look at you, the king's table, feeding people, giving out scholarships, helping people be debt free. Do you know why new birth? Because when you had gone to a whisper, God gave you your voice back. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, lift your hand. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 It was 13 years ago when I had a 12-hour back surgery, six hours on my thoracic spine, in which they have to cut you in the front. Jesus. And they have to move your vocal cords out of the way. My vocal cords were out of place so long that when they put them back in place, one of them had gotten paralyzed. And once you have vocal paralysis, there is no healing for it. Jesus. We went to a doctor and that doctor looked my wife and I in the face and said, you have an earned doctorate, don't you? I said, I do. That doctor said, you need to start writing books or something because your voice will never come back and you'll never preach or sing again. Jesus. Y'all ain't hearing me. And the devil thought he had brought my voice to a whisper. Woo! But I went before Jesus. I got desperate. I went in my prayer closet. And can I tell you something? Not only did God give me my voice back, but when they went back down in my throat, the doctor said to my wife and I, we can't figure it out because it's still paralyzed. And what we did to fix it is gone. But you talking better than ever. And so God has given me an anointing for healing. And I speak it over somebody today that not only are you going to get it back, but you're going to get it back better than it's ever been and the things you've gone through you will never go through again I speak tumors are shrinking headaches and migraines go away depression 
is ending. Suicidal tendencies are going away. Every demonic thought is brought into captivity and you're going to get your voice back. That voice is going to be better than ever. The devil thought he put you to a whisper with some sickness, but the devil is a liar. God told me to tell you there are still stages for you to conquer, son. There's still ministry in your throat that God wants to do on behalf of the kingdom. And just when the devil thought he had you at a whisper, God is making your voice stronger than ever. Lift your hands. I'm so out of time. Woo! The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace and give you peace the Lord make his face to shine upon you listen and be gracious gracious unto you the Lord be gracious gracious unto you now here's what I want you to do because you got your voice back I'm not going to pray but with your hands lifted I want you to open up your mouth and begin to speak in your heavenly language or begin to speak in the language of understanding. Come on, open up your mouth and show the devil you got your voice back. Come on, pray the prayer of faith and expectation. Come on, open up your mouth all over this cathedral and show the devil you got your voice back. Come on, open up your mouth. Declare it today. Speak it today. Walk into it today. Come on, open your mouth. Come on, open your mouth. Come on, let me hear the saints. You got your voice back. You got your voice back. Open up your mouth for your family. Open up your mouth for your children. Open up your mouth for your business. Open up your mouth for your healing. Open up your mouth for your breakthrough. Show the devil that he's got Open your mouth. Come on, we're going to leave this glory in here for tomorrow night. Come on, open up your mouth. Yeesh. Jesus. 
Now one last time before I ask you to take your seats, give God the loudest worship shout you have. Come on. Come on. You got your voice back. No more whispering. Give him, get it out the way. The loudest. Take your seat for a minute if you can. Nobody move, nobody get hurt. Nobody sign off online. How many of you are grateful for the voice of your leader? Wait a minute, that was a little trifling. Let's try. I know y'all in the spirit, but let me ask one more time. How many of you are thankful and grateful that you don't have a whispering prophet? We're not just going to let balloons. Listen, the Bible says the race isn't given to the swift. Neither is the battle to the strong. Know that the victory belongs to you. You've got to hold on. Don't you give up. Come on, intentional and help me say it.
bow unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you hallelujah to God. I said hallelujah to God. Somebody just thought about that thing during the benediction that his grace and favor is going to keep me from falling.
Thank you. Glory to God.
to be dancing to 